Player Mint is a play-to-earn system that we're building on top of Cardano. Uh, we were a, a Fund 4 funded object and catalyst. We also have one in Fund 6 right now that looks like it's going to go through. I believe it's the highest rated in the uh, NFT business model section. Um, and then um, MLabs uh, does our uh, back-end work. Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and on this weekly podcast, I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders, and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano, and if you permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and today we are joined by Grant, co-founder and CEO of Playament, a play-to-earn gaming yeah. and, and metaverse platform being built on Cardano. So, Grant, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Blaine. This is fun. You were at the first the first Playament town hall, I think, yeah? Oh, we had one like, of them. I, I remember that was... Uh, Super early for me because of these these blinking uh, time zones make these events tricky for different people. But yeah, I, I remember being there, and I'm pretty sure um, I got a little go. I Everyone got a, a free. One. Well, yeah, the first one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I remember. Patrick was there, right? Yeah, Patrick was there. Yeah, he did okay, his little presentation. Yeah, and um, one a little cherry on top uh, from that town hall was uh, the founder of. Or one of the co-founders of Little Goats uh, sent yeah. everyone uh, a Little Goat. So uh, <laughs> I, rem- yeah. I remember that. That actually got me hooked. Uh, after I got <laughs> that, I really liked the art. So I bought like I bought like Ted Moore after that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember. I remember the first one. Uh, and also, you're one of my um, well, Playment was one of my first uh, podcasts as well. So this is going to be a a round two with Playment. Yeah. But the first one with yeah. you. First yeah. one with you. You had Aiden um, on. Yeah, had Aiden on the first one. Um, cool. But yeah, so there's. I'm pretty keen to uh, get a bit of an update on, on what's been happening, what you guys have been doing. You do a lot of you know town halls and community stuff, and you have your you had your uh, found NFT drop recently yep. the other day. So yeah, kids to explore that. But uh, maybe to start us off, can you please do a quick intro on uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, uh, well, my name is Grant Scholl, and like you said, I'm the co-founder and CEO of the team uh, building PlayerMint. I've been a builder and investor in the space for about five years now. I was in like the Cardano community when there was a few hundred people in the Reddit when the ICO was kind of just taken off. Um, so it's been just like the thrill of my life to watch this community evolve, like be a part of everything. Um, and, uh, now we're, now we're here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, player mint is a play to earn, um, system that we're building on top of Cardano. Uh, we were, a, a fund for, um, funded, um, object and catalyst. We also have one in fund six right now that looks like it's going to go through. I believe it's the highest rated in the uh, NFT business model section. Um, and then um, MLabs uh, does our uh, back end work. Um, so they're super, super awesome. And they were super helpful um, during the NFT sale. So everything went super smoothly. Um, so big, big thanks to them for everything that they're doing. Um, so that's a, a quick introduction, but we'll, we'll dive a lot, a lot deeper. I got some, some good materials to go over. Yeah, for sure. It's, um, interesting. You said you were there, you're there that early in Cardano. That is, uh, yeah, so cool. Less than 200 in the Reddit and the ICO. So did you participate in that? Um, I didn't, I didn't participate so in around the, back in those times. Yeah, crazy. yeah I, I saw it going on, but there was like restrictions. I think I think it was like it had to be in Asia or something. Ah, spewing. Um, yeah, so let's. It seems like you got a couple of slides uh, open. Is there anything you wanted to explore first that you've got open at the moment? Um, well, yeah, I think probably the best way to explain Playerman is to show you guys uh, how it works and the interface. So. Um, 
we finished all the front end work. Now there's um, the back, some of the back end work to, to finish, which is uh, what MLabs is working on um, uh, now. Uh, but um, this is actually the previous um, revision of the interface. So there's there's some design um, upgrades that we've done. It's just that this one I can um, click through and stuff, but we'll have a, a prototype of um, the most recent one uh, complete here pretty soon as well. Um, but so the front page is where we have our leaderboard for the PMX payouts. So mm -hmm. at, each, um, at each epoch, uh, the reward pool is distributed. I mean, it's a fixed, a fixed rate of distribution, kind of like with Bitcoin mining, um, except for it's, it's, it's based off of the gameplay performance uh, and ranking of the players. So you've got a leaderboard down here that shows you uh, where each user ranks and then what their, their payout will be if the reward pool uh, timer were to end at that point. So you can kind of see where you stand. Um, you also have your own um, like one of the one of the upgrades that we did is that this shows uh, your just your um, statistics, so it's like focused around you, which um, I thought was a good upgrade to do, rather than having the top three people here and then like repeating it again. Um, yep. But anyway, uh, yeah. So then you can see your your uh, your stats, your ranking, um, and what what your estimated uh, payout is. Okay. And so these players here are these real players, or is this just the test? No, this is not, this is this is like design work. Yeah. And okay. Like test. So when we eventually, you know, when these, these be players become, how do you? Uh, what games can you play um, to um, start yeah. earning this or participating in this? So we have um, a focus around like uh, games that are already. Uh, really popular games. Um, so um, rather than uh, kind of say like the engine model where it's like top, uh, like, um, where you have to like build at the base of the game with like an indie game, we're kind of building a layer on top of existing games. Um, and then all of this like infrastructure around that that can be used in a whole bunch of uh, different ways. Um, so to kind of explain further how it works. Um, so you will link your uh, self-custody wallet to your gamer tag through an OAuth system. Um, and then game stats are aggregated. So this is an example of a, of a, like a, a, a game stat aggregator. Um, they, they work directly with the publishers. Um, so like these, they're, um, these are actually a group that work that we, that we're, uh, working with, um, on this called Overwolf. I, I recommend checking it out, but basically, they provide game data so that people can um, build mods and stuff around um, game data. So basically, you use say you link your Epic Games account um, to your wallet, and then the uh, stats are aggregated. Ooh, that is the wrong. <laughs> stats are aggregated, <laughs> and then you get the rankings, um, and then the payouts are based off of the rankings. Yeah. So that, that was a point that I found interesting. The first um, podcast I did with Playman was this idea that it's not a, uh, you know, a player play to earn game in the sense that you're creating this game from scratch. And then by participating in that, you earn the PMX token. It's this layer that sits on top of a variety of games. And to me, that makes this more, more scalable in that sense, because um, it opens the board up for a range you know a lot more players out there different game types yeah. and so the only limitation to interacting or like being a layer on top of these games is an sdk is that right so that's how people that's how you talk to these games or or do you bypass so, that through the aggregator that you're talking about yeah so we'll we'll um do stuff with like indie games as well. And like, I think it'll all, it'll start to make more sense as I go into all the, the features of the application here. Mm -hmm. But in regards to like what we need, like SDK wise, um, the only things that you need is um, uh, a uh, an OAuth system. So you go to like uh, Epic Online Services. Uh, 
uh, but, 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 um, so Epic Online Services connect your community. So basically this is an OAuth system. So you basically can authenticate your account to like another application by logging mm -hmm. in. Uh, and then that gets plugged into the site. Um, and then that authenticates your gamer tag to your wallet because you logged in to your Epic account. And then that, that authenticates that you own that Fortnite account or you own that Warzone account or you own whatever account. Um, and then, and then you need a, uh, an API provider like Overwolf and there's a number of others similar to it. And then, and then you aggregate the data to, uh, rank the players. Okay. And so when will you be focusing on uh, a couple of games to, to begin with or. Yeah. 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 So we'll, fo we'll focus on, uh, we'll have one game for the reward, uh, for the PMX reward model first, and then we'll continue to add games, um, partly just due to like complexity issues. Like you don't want to take on too many games at once because it increases the overall complexity. But if you can, um, perfect it for one game, then it becomes easier to then like move to additional games. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And the, another point that I found interesting was the, you know, there's similarities to Bitcoin mining, but instead of, you know, the mining being based on, you know, the computation power and solving these puzzles, you're basing it around your gameplay performance, exactly. which is, yeah. which is, yeah. is such an interesting idea. Yep. And then, and then basically the token that you're like, quote unquote, mining or minting might be a better term Yeah, minting. Um, is used. Yeah, player minting <laughs> is used for a bunch of utility within the ecosystem. So you have the supply side and the demand side. Um, so you. Yeah, maybe we can speak to that a bit. So you can interact with the this protocol in terms of playing. But what are the other ways that you can interact with this platform? So once you have PMX, what can you do with it on the platform? Yep. So PMX is the governance token and the utility token. So if you come over into the marketplace, um, you can use it to start minting items. Um, and then like player mint is also on um, this marketplace um, system for NFTs. Um, so you've got a, um, a marketplace and um, like one of our like first initiatives is around creator NFTs, and that's actually our fund six proposal. So what that means is if you're a Twitch streamer, say, um, you can create an NFT collection around like your fan base. And then those NFTs give the collector like special access, like additional discord uh, channels, uh, a special animation that plays when you join the chat and on Twitch. Um, and like a bunch of different utility on a whole bunch of different platforms and like gives special access and stuff. And like, it's really cool because it, it helps like align the, the incentives of like the um, creator and their community and like supercharges um, mm. their community. Um, and then that's kind of like um, a layer on top of the game, right? Like that's an economy, like that's being built on top of like a game like Fortnite or Warzone. Um, and then you can take this infrastructure and, and like move it deeper and deeper into games. Cause once you have a marketplace and a minting system, um, then like video game items can start to be minted, right. Um, like within the game. Um, so, so yeah, so on that, so what kind of NFTs would we be able to mint and trade on this marketplace? So you mentioned one would be these, um, like these creator NFTs um, that provide kind of their, their community based and they provide special privileges to the people that own that NFT within that community. Other ones I imagine would be uh, NFT, NFTs that are linked, you know, to an actual game, whether it's like, what do you call them? Skins. I'm not a big gamer, but I've heard my yeah. nephews talk yeah. about skins. Yeah. Uh, yeah stuff like that like are they is it pretty much just nfts that are um related to gaming in the metaverse is that kind of the idea 
or that's a general, that's a general yeah. uh, focus of the market and like what we're looking um, to build and like the metaverse is a very broad term so we'll likely see all kinds of different assets and um, you know but um, like one one cool thing that we see happening is uh, the ability to sell games through NFTs. So say you're a game studio um, and you've got a racing game, right? Rather than being like, I want to pre-order this game just, just by like pre-ordering the game like you would normally, you could sell a car that will be used in the game as the way to sell your game. Um, mm. And then that kind of turns this into a launch pad for games to like raise capital mm. through selling um, items in the game that they can then build out their uh, their economy in, and then their economy gets built out within uh, within the player mint system. Um, and I think that's also uh, something that we're doing with with the founder NFTs. Um, oh, okay, I see. Yeah. So, interesting when you said launchpad because um, launchpads are something that quite a lot of people get excited about, um, uh, as from like an investor point of view. So that example that you mentioned is like a like an indirect kind of like an indirect way of this being a launch pad, or are you are you also exploring more direct ways for this to be like a launch pad for um, for gaming, or is that like a potential thing in the roadmap down the track? Yeah. So like the way that the way that I would uh, explain it is, you know, when you pre-order Call of Duty like oftentimes you pre-order Call of Duty and it comes with like some goodie, you know, because you pre-ordered it. Okay. So what I think you're going to start, start see, uh, seeing game studios do more. Um, and like, we want to take the initiative on this and doing that with NFTs that are used in game. Okay. So you, if you say, like, say like, say like you pre-ordered Call of Duty and you got like the pre-order skin, that's an NFT. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah that cool. makes sense. That makes sense. Another quick question on the the NFT. So we're looking at being like, a, and and by we, um, <laughs> I've kind of just putting myself as part of Playmint, but Playmint, yeah. when, when you're a layer on top of, say, Fortnite, the NFTs, you know, there isn't yet <clears throat> a capability to, um, like, there's no way of creating NFTs for Fortnite, is there? Like, so these NFTs yeah. that are in game, have to be nft type games right so, yeah so with the games that um are like really big AAA games it's like a it's like a ugc model on top of the games where you can create items um and like community assets because you've got all of these like different you know communities within the within fortnite obviously and all these clans and um so like you can create token systems as a layer on top of the game, both mm -hmm. by like, rewarding gameplay, but then also like creating these assets within the communities and like different things like that. Um, but then, um, yeah, like games, like, like game studios can also like leverage the infrastructure to um, build game, like build crypto games, um, like bottom up as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and I think like that, is going to allow us to demonstrate the value of a lot of these assets um, so that some of like the really big studios start to like see what the value uh, is for them as well, you know? Yeah, I anticipate that something like that will happen. It just seems like gaming and NFTs are just the perfect fit. Uh, and it's uh, in terms of like uh, value exchange, like all these top shelf games, there, there's a lot of incentives for them to eventually integrate it. I think it's just a, a matter of time. Um, yeah, well, let me let me like let me give you a, let me give you a great example of of something that's super powerful for these really big game studios. So, um, Fortnite uh, has made billions of dollars the last just couple of years selling uh, purely cosmetic items, right? Like digital shirts and like skins that have no utility other than like in-game appearance, right? Like billions and billions of dollars. Even and that blows my mind. Oh my God. That is crazy. Um, and their, their kind of problem in a lot of these game studio problems. Um, and like, this has been the case kind of for a long time now, not just, um, recently, but it's, 
the secondary market. So if I go like Fortnite account, eBay, these people are trading their Fortnite accounts um, because of like the skins that they have. So, oh, so that's the workaround to get new skins is to actually sell your account or do they yeah, actually? So, Interesting. so like this, this person took a screenshot with their phone of their account and they're selling it <laughs> on eBay. So the problem with that, like there's a, there's a handful of problems with that one, like this, user, <laughs> there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems that like tokenization um, fixes here. So one being um, obviously like this user experience is really, really shitty because um, I could get scammed obviously, because this is just a screenshot with a phone, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't, I don't know what I'm getting. Um, so by tokenizing all the skins and stuff, uh, you're making the market extremely um, liquid because all the items are instantly authenticated and can be traded player to pay- player without the intermediary of eBay. As we're right now, all of these video game economies are getting lost to like these third parties that are then taking like fees on all of it. Um, and so then the studio can put a smart contract royalty onto the items that they're minting. So they sell them in the primary market and then the players go to sell them. They sell them player to player, which means that the secondary market is going to be a lot bigger and a lot more efficient, which is, which means it's going to be more liquid. Mm. And then also the studio is making money on all of those secondary market trades. Yeah. So even in that very specific example of, you know, the secondary sales at the moment, these AAA games are missing out on that. Uh, any, yeah. any profits from that exchange. Uh, so tokenizing that is better for the users in terms of, you know, exchanging these skins, you can verify, you know, the ownership of these different skins. Uh, and also you can, you know, build in smart contracts so that you have these royalties for the game developers and different people. It's, it's, um, so the demand obviously exists for that use case. Um, and, yeah. and like to put it, to put it in, just to put it into perspective, these, um, the, the secondary market for video game economies can often be three times larger than the primary market. Yeah. So a lot of money and a lot of missed, uh, opportunities to gain money from the, these games as well by leaving it as it is in the current system where they're utilizing eBay and screenshots to verify that they own these skins. It's, 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 uh, that's going to be, that's going to be archaic in like five years. Yeah. I could, I heard, I think it was Aiden that told me, um, that this, uh, example of there was a game, I, I don't know, Roblox, um, and there was a Gucci bag or something like a Gucci item in the game. Like, obviously like a, like a pixelated version of the Gucci bag that was sold in the game. And that's that bag was sold for um, more than the the bag in real life. Yeah. And that bag can only be used in that game. You don't kind of, you don't own that game. You can't, you know, then take that bag out and I don't know, sell it somewhere else unless you take a screenshot and, and sell it on eBay. And there's a lot of problems that are around that. But just the, 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 is, is that, it? yeah. So just the notion of, um, cause people often get the question, why would I pay money for something that is virtual or like, um, not tangible and these are examples, I'll oh, go for it. Go for it. What is that question? Why would someone invest into something that is virtual, virtual and something that they cannot touch? How do you convince those people? Um, so I'll give you an example on like, or I'll give my perspective from like the social utility point of view. And then also just like the pure utility point of view. And I think like probably the easiest, just going to use super easy examples. Um, one in a virtual space, the social utility of say having a space bud or something is far easier to broadcast that social, um, that like social signaling to a much wider audience than 
like a physical item. So you're able to scale your social capital that's tied up in that item mm-hmm. um, to a lot more than you can, like a physical item that say is like locked in your, um, you know, wherever, like your storage somewhere. Um, so it's easier to like have like a wider audience. Um, and then like also just the example of like land NFTs, um, mm. it's kind of just like having a really powerful domain name, you know, like if you, um, own a piece of land in a virtual space that there's lots of really cool stuff going around on that, that virtual space. And you've got a plot of land that has a lot of traffic and it's like a really prime piece of land that you own and you have the ability to put something up like a billboard in that space. Then it's just like having a really good domain name. Um, because of mm. the traffic and stuff that can come with that. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I recently bought some virtual land on Pavia, Pavia, have you pronounce it? And I told my girlfriend and her parents about it, and they just looked at me like I'm this biggest weirdo on the planet. And um, <laughs> but it's the the traffic idea was something that I tried to talk to them about. So. Um, Let's say the value of land obviously is dependent on how many people use that metaverse and that virtual environment. So if you've got a metaverse that there's no traffic, then there's no, there's no, or there's significantly less value. But let's say the metaverse um, is one that is used quite a bit. Um, if you have land on that, in that metaverse, uh, and you know, it's located in a good spot, maybe next to a portal or some or a beach or, or maybe next to a shopping center or some spawning location. And you host an event there. It's a lot easier for, to gather a group of people to your event in a virtual, uh, environment than it is in a physical environment, because in the physical world, you have to deal with physics and you have to deal with expensive plane tickets and, and all, like travel expenses in the virtual environment those, those things don't exist. So literally what I was going to say. Yeah. It's uh, a lot scalable. Um, the, the ways that you can monetize traffic, uh, and gather, gather communities in a virtual environment because you don't have to deal with these physics that, that exist in the, in the, in the physical world. So that's, uh, that was something that I told them. And I think they, kind of managed to wrap their head around that idea, but that is still very much dependent on that metaverse being, being used. Um, yeah. Just like, just like, just like good land being used. Yeah. Just yeah. Kind of yeah. Hard. So that's, that's interesting. Um, I want to talk about, uh, so you, you talked about land minting. I know with, okay, there's maybe a couple of things. So, um, I was going to talk about Cardano craft, but maybe we can, um, Hmm. What do we want to talk about? Let's talk about your NFT since that's something that's been happening recently. Let's talk yeah. about that. Um, so if you come over to the player Mint website right now, playermint.com, um, we've got the founder NFT sale going on. Um, all the purple are sold out. Um, and I think that the green is going to sell out pretty, pretty soon here. And we've got just like a lot of really, really cool stuff coming down the pipeline for, um, this project. So, um, I think that people are going to be very happy with, um, what's in store. Um, and then, you know, some of it is listed here in the utility section. Um, there's going to be some, some surprises, um, coming pretty soon as well. So, um, yeah, also, also we, we we're working on a, a light paper that is specifically for the founder project. Um, and you're going to find that we'll, we'll, we'll have that on our website, um, uh, to go along with, uh, the, the regular light paper, which you can find here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this, one, this one will be just for the, um, founder. Okay. For founding NFT holders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's, so you on the website, you go through some potential utility. Yep. The, um, yeah. So, 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 like, some like key points um, 
the founder and NFT holders will have first access to the player mint core product to earn and uh, buy PMX tokens. Uh, you'll get a founder profile on playermint.com, first access to future NFT drops. So when we do, you know, when we do the things like have uh, pre-orders of games filled through NFTs, um, we're gonna like put games onto that kind of like launchpad type uh, system and then have the founder NFTs or the founder uh, holders um, like get first access to a lot of like initial drops from those uh, creations that are that are that are um, happening. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. So the when this goes live, I imagine the the last remaining founder NFTs are probably going to be gone, but. Uh, people can. The, I, I think the the policy ID has been verified on CNFT, so people can check those out on the secondary market. Um, yep. What was I going to say? So there's a green one and a purple one. What's the? Is there a difference in utility? Be, like, what's the differences between the two of them? Yeah. So purple comes with PlayerMint Pro, um, and PlayerMint Pro. Um, is an aspect of the core product that gives you additional uh, benefits and it, it requires you to hold PMX in order to achieve it. Um, the purple comes with that forever for whoever holds it currently. Um, so it's basically like an ongoing PlayerMint Pro uh, account. Um, okay. And then it's got like, and then it's got like overall just like enhanced utility for like different things. So like, for example, um, We've got the the founder channels and the player mint discord. So we're working on setting up um, like verified founder holders get access to channels and then there'll be like a purple channel, you know. So mm -hmm. it's like slightly enhanced like utility. Um, but you know, both are both are gonna be pretty cool to have, I think. Yeah. Okay. And so I see on the Cardano craft, can you uh, maybe talk about what that is? Yeah. So Cardano Crafts is um, something really cool for the founder, for the founders. Um, we're, we're, we're taking uh, Cardano and, and uh, bringing it together with Minecraft Java to like add um, token mechanics and we'll like add some other mods, some mods, maybe like um, graphic mods and whatnot. Um, but the, the founder holders, are going to get access to a CNFT treasure hunt. So nice. your, your your founder uh, NFT will be will be the access, and we're going to have uh, CNFTs hidden in a whole bunch of the blocks. Um, and it'll it, it, we're thinking about like making it like PVP during that phase as well. So like you're trying to like kill each other with your bows while you're trying to figure <laughs> out where the where like the where the CNFTs are. And like, I think this is really cool because it's kind of like a metaverse quest. It's kind of how I'm thinking about it that like we're dropping to the, the founder holders. So you're getting yeah. access to like, like metaverse quest. Um, and then the founder holder, founder, founder uh, holders will get access to the first land, uh, land mint in the server. Um, and we're working with like a bunch of the community to, um, to uh, kind of help build a little Cardano uh, city in there. And we, we got to get you in there for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. So the so this isn't going to be like a one-off thing where um, you know you're, you're hosting this treasure hunt on Cardano Craft. This intends to be like a a potential metaverse where pe people can um, you know purchase plots of land and then build things on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But but it's got to be in line with Minecraft. Like that's what the the experience is yes. going to kind of feel like yeah so 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 minecraft java is a very modular game um, that has a lot of open source stuff to work with so um, we can implement like blockchain mechanics uh into it and so yeah we're, we're trying to like you know kind of have have an experience similar to the uh virtual summit where people are hanging out and chatting and socializing and networking um, and, and like displaying their NFTs and their projects and stuff. So uh, I think it's going to be really cool. It's also going to allow us to kind of just like play around with a lot of like mechanics and a lot of like game mechanics and kind of see maybe like what works, what doesn't work. Um, mm. Interesting. So. That's um, when you mentioned displaying NFTs, that's uh, 
one project that I'd, I'd love to just do for fun in the future is to design a little, uh, well, first I'd need to buy some land, but then design a little blocky art gallery and uh, yes. tap into my tap into my architecture roots, but in this virtual yeah. environment. <laughs> That'd yes, be pretty please. fun. Please. Um, yeah, we want to build like we want to build like really cool, um, you know, like, like a space bud museum would be awesome. Like uh, a, nice. One thing I thought would be really cool is like if we could get a bunch of unsig people in and they could like mix and match their, you know, like people are like mixing them into different yeah. combinations. You could yeah. do that in in the server would be super super cool. Hundred uh, percent. Um, another thing that I'm I'm starting to see a, a bit on on uh twitter is these different tournaments um hosted well you guys you know involved in these these tournaments as well could you talk about um what they look like and how people can get involved yeah so we're continuing to do tournaments and we're doing tournaments in collaboration with uh, other projects in the space as well so like people can win um, nfts and assets from like, different projects that are building uh cool stuff um, we're trying to have those going pretty regularly and some of them will be um for uh for just like anybody to enter uh we're like communicating a lot right now with charlie to like to um set up some tournaments and then there will also be uh founder only tournaments where your founder nft is the access to the tournament um so there'll be ones for for everybody and then also ones that are for the founders um so. gotcha Gotcha. And um, okay, so we've been talking about the your core product, the PMX token. Can we talk one, about one last, one last thing? One last Go thing ahead. I'll say on the uh, the founder NFTs is kind of the approach that we took was having them be um, very utility based, um, but also represented by really cool art. So we had um, two fantastic artists come on to produce the, the visual work. Um, so Annie uh, Weatherwax did um, the sides of the cube. She did the kind of like the motion graphics on each side. So each side has its own um, little visual. Um, and so this is just a bio. She spent her early career uh, sculpting for George Lucas films, DC Comics, Pixar, Nickelodeon. Um, she, she's a, she's a, uh, her, She's an author, um, and some of her work has been turned into uh, films. Um, she's really, she's really great, and uh, it's like she's getting into the NFT space now. And then Backwards Geometry uh, is a CNFP artist that's really, really cool that I recommend checking out. And so they collaborated on it. So Annie did the the visuals on the side, and then Backwards Geometry did uh, like the sculpture. Um, mm -hmm. So we wanted it to be like really cool art that is kind of like representing all the utility and like the founder um, aspect of it. Yeah, love it. Shout out to the artists. We'll include some uh, some links to them as well in the description. Um, uh, yeah. Um, the PMX token, how do we have like a timeline on, on when, um, I, I imagine a few people want to get their hands on some of these tokens. Is there a timeline on like when when they can start earning it and and how can they earn it is it only through playing that they can earn the token can you speak to what that all yeah looks like? So, so the the token won't um the token won't be out until the product and all of the utility around it is also ready um and so uh we're working with m labs right now um like I said, and we're looking for like the core the core products like what, what you see here all the back end and everything um done come um, uh december january um type uh, uh window and we'll have more uh specifics on that once um we're uh, slightly uh farther down the road on the uh, back end stuff we just want to make sure that like the dates that we give uh is one that we can stick to um mm -hmm. but i mean yeah we'll have like all kinds of stuff going on leading up to that um but that's when you'll be able to uh, earn and uh, buy PMX for the first time and the founder holders will get first access to that. Um, and then, yeah, it's, uh, it's generated, it's minted 
through um, through gameplay performance, and then you know you can earn it. You can earn it through like minting items, um, doing all kinds of kind of other stuff. Um, so, yeah, and uh, obviously people can follow your community channels to to keep up to date with with all of that. Um, yeah. The so you, you pretty much the next question was going to be about roadmap, but you kind of um, touched on that already. Are there any other we, cool events popping up though in the in the near term? Um, yeah, we got a, we have, um, some things that are, some things that are in the pipeline that we're, um, going to have as surprises for people, um, which is going to be fun. Um, but, uh, one thing we're working on is, um, doing some updates to, uh, light paper stuff. So, uh, we'll have a lot of like road. We, if you go, if you go to like our discord right now, we have like a roadmap that's up with information, but we're going to be um, filling that out with a whole bunch of uh, stuff that like right now, like the team is working on that right now. So we'll have um, a bunch of stuff to announce uh, like very, very soon. Like, pr- like by the time you put this video out, there will be a bunch of announcements that have happened. Um, so, oh. um, so stay I tuned. To, I yeah, I forgot to play a little animation if you want to see it. All right, let's do it. Let's go for it. <laughs> so this is uh, Cardano Craft. Uh, that's that so cool. A fun little teaser. But, um, a little teaser. For those that are just listening, I probably should have said at the beginning that we're watching a little video. So <laughs> um, that big pause in audio was because we're watching a video. But we are also at, is there a link to, is that available on, on your website at all? Or is, uh, it's on exclusive. No, 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 it is, um, it's on the website. If you come down to the okay. Cardano craft right now, and we'll keep this on the website. So you can come to the website and see it if you want. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll um, link to that as well, because that's seeing it in, in the flesh, is uh, in the virtual flesh. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what you call, yeah, the flesh takes on a different so, meaning. I'm super, super, super pumped to like get a bunch of content of the treasure hunt. Like, I think it's going to be so, so cool to like, have a visual like have like have like recording of everybody like rushing to get all the NFTs. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, interesting kind of collaboration um, opportunity. Like there's so there's different CNF NFT projects um, providing the this treasure that we'll be looking for. That's yeah, yeah. So interest is there a list of the the CNFT projects or is that still um, uh, so we're like we're like continuing to, we're continuing to communicate um, with projects to onboard them into the Cardano Craft server. Um, these are just a, a, a list of some of the names that um, people I know that just just be in the server. Um, like regardless of the treasure hunt, just being in the server to display their projects, like have like museums and stuff. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, pretty much nearing the end. Just got a couple of closing questions, but. Um, I'd uh, love to quickly touch on the team for Playmint and uh, what that looks like. Yeah, so um, myself, uh, you know, as you know now, I'm the, I'm the CEO and uh, co-founder. Um, uh, John Rousseau is our, our COO and co-founder. Um, he was one of the founding team members of uh, E3. He was also the CEO of uh, GamePro, which was like one of the really big uh, gaming um, magazines. And he's been in the... In the, in the gaming space for a, a long time. So he gives us like a, a lot of knowledge and connections in the, um, in the gaming biz. Um, Aiden, uh, co-founder and chief experience officer. So he's focusing on uh, a lot of like protecting a lot of the UX stuff and making sure that things are going smoothly. Um, uh, Jack uh, Rousseau and Josh uh, do are uh, on growth growth management team. So they're helping um, keep keeping the community rolling, um, helping like onboard projects, uh, a lot of, like just growth management stuff. Um, and then uh, Greg Fox is a strategic ad- advisor. He's uh, worked for um, IGN and, and been in the game industry for a long time as well. Mm-hmm. So I think we got a super, a super good combination of, of like uh, big experience from the traditional gaming world and then also um, experience just like in the crypto world. Mm-hmm. 
and you kind of need a, a combination of those um probably ideally yeah. um how can people connect with you guys and support what you do yeah so if you come to playermint.com uh we have our social channels down here that you can come in um, definitely come join the discord if you're not already in there um and then twitter we like do lots and lots of announcements so i think that twitter is probably the best spot at the moment for just like updates and and whatnot and then discord we're like constantly answering questions and stuff so yeah so yeah. that's where we can find you guys links obviously down down below uh, and the final question, which is a, a more Cardano general question. Uh, what excites you the most about the future of Cardano? Um, I mean, I just like, I so I went to the, the summit in uh, Wyoming and it was just like super, super, um, inspiring to see like everything that's going into uh, the ecosystem that everybody is building. Um, and I mean, I think like the ultimate like vision, like blockchain vision of just like having sovereign identity and, and sovereign ownership of assets and like decentralized community, community organization. Um, you know, those things are all like, like really like drive me every day. Um, and I also just like believe that Cardano in particular is, is like best, um, position to achieve that, um, from a technology standpoint and like everything that they got going on, you got catalysts, like funding all these projects, um, Atala Prism for identity. So like, like I think Atala Prism, like sovereign, like identity ownership, I think is just like like so so cool to me uh, i think that's going to be really big like in DeFi. um so that's that's what's uh, excites you yeah dude, there's so much there's so much going on yeah all right great answer what, you? what excites you oh another one throwing it back at me um yeah i'm i'm very passionate about the i guess the systemic changes that can happen that can improve lives. So that can exist in the money. I mean, there's a lot of fundamental improvements to the way that we can do money, a lot of fundamental improvements to how we govern large, you know, comp uh, organizations or countries. There's a lot of improvements there. Uh, we're starting to see with project catalysts, um, you know, obviously still early days with DAOs, but you, you're starting to see, um, some exciting, uh, opportunities for this style of governance. I mean, I, I tell the story quite a bit with, I remember my first time vote, voting on Project Catalyst. It was, um, I think voting started at like 3 a.m. or something, 2 a.m. my time. And I set an alarm to wake up to vote uh, <laughs> at, at 2 a.m. And you just compare and contrast that experience with your traditional voting experience. And I don't know anyone that would, you know, wake up at 2 a.m. to 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 vote. Um, no one gets excited about that. Whereas in this world, it's it, things are completely different and people get excited because I, I feel like they're genuinely contributing to this ecosystem and have a say. Um, so governance, uh, like you mentioned, identity, that is huge. Uh, and blockchain just provides a lot of solutions to these systematic, um, issues that we have, and they provide solutions that make sense. Uh, and Cardano's is, I think the, like you said, the, the best bet that we have at the moment, um, their approach is very thorough research-based. Um, I think it's like, that. I think, I think it's like, it's like we, it's like we have, you know, the um the ability to have the the decentralization but like also like the efficiency and like all of these tools mm -hmm. as where as where like and all the other ecosystems i think you're kind of you're kind of missing one of the pieces of like at least one of the pieces of the puzzle yeah yeah like i think in the future we're gonna it's got to be multi-chain there's got to be a lot of different um uh blockchains out there even smart contract yeah. platforms out there but the way that i think about Cardano, because it is so research focused 
and you know they want to do things in a very systematic way that lends itself to being like i, I consider card cardano like an infrastructure blockchain like it's if you're setting up a new blockchain digital economy you you need great infrastructure and you want infrastructure that is reliable and sturdy and i think this new world that we're building is early days you know we're, we're at the very 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 early days of building this completely new economy with different rules and i think cardano has got to play a large role in the infrastructure uh, and then there's potentially other blockchains out there that have benefits in certain areas but may not be good for infrastructure so you have these ones that are super speedy i know we have hydra coming out and whatnot but you have ones where they compromise on different areas to really optimize for a certain use case i think yeah. that makes sense for different applications but probably not the best for a infrastructure for a new digital economy yeah so I think yeah exactly i think, I think, I think like just... infrastructure infrastructure blockchain in my eyes and um, but then also has the flexibility to build on top of that as well. But I think that the strength is in its sturdiness and its ability to be like a foundational, um, piece of this new, this new economy that we're building. Cause we are, we're building a new economy cut off of the ground up, which is oh, from the ground up, but it's still tying in with the existing, but it's, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a completely new thing. Yeah, like if you're building a, a virtual economy in a game, you don't want to you don't want to build it on like some fragile base, you know. Yeah, so that's that's what excites me. But ultimately, you know, I'm all about trying to make the world better <laughs> in some way. Like I'm very like dreamy in that sense. Um, that's what drew me into Charles um, and Cardano as well. Is he's very good at communicating that dream. Um, and I definitely subscribe to trying to make the world a better place and blockchain's our best bet. And Cardano, I think, is our best bet within that. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please feel free to subscribe. Uh, and also, if you like our content, then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.